I'm a part-time rock star, but I go to work and work hard. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 10 so far. Uh, today, a good friend of mine, Felix, uh, Felix Nieto. He uh, is currently playing bass in my band, but um, he's a founding member of the band Crashing Atlas. Um, they have some pretty pretty cool stuff out there on Spotify and on YouTube and definitely been around the block. Uh, I think their latest video or one of them uh, has like a half a million views or something crazy on, on uh, YouTube. Uh, Felix was the guy behind my band's last EP as well. Uh, we recorded it in his home studio. Um, at the end of the episode, I will feature a song that Crashing Atlas did that he helped make and write. Um, sonically, I think it, it definitely captures what he does well. Uh, we talked about all sorts of stuff, kind of quarantine stuff and what he's been up to. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll talk more about that than I will. Um... I guess the last thing I should say is Felix is the man behind the uh, theme song to this podcast. So yeah, without further ado, Felix. Alright, what's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, Felix. Episode... 10 most likely so it could be a hallmark episode here we'll we'll see what we have in store for the listeners um i'm gonna take a, a stab at describing you i think you are probably first and foremost now a producer slash recording maestro yeah i'd say many, so mm-hmm. many talents in that area including having your own studio and still even making yours better uh to the umph degree, which we could definitely talk about. And then you're a founding member of the band Crashing Atlas, which we could also talk about. Yep. Um, and you play pretty much every instrument in some way, and you can definitely critique drummers, whether you're good <laughs> at drumming or not. <laughs> um, so you're probably the most well-qualified musician on this podcast to talk about at least whatever subject that I can think of. So that was a long-winded introduction, but am I on point so far? Maybe. I mean, you've had some other incredible musicians on here, so uh, you know we'll just have to see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's not a contest here, <laughs> as much as we might all want it to be. But um, you also have uh, a lot of cats, you know. I do. Yeah, I have two cats inside and one or two outside. Baxter and Tobias, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then for the listeners who out who are out there who might download this or whatever, um, I know you really well now, so that makes this interview a little bit weirder than some of the ones I've been doing lately, <laughs> where I like actually have to genuinely ask people questions because I have no idea what the answers are going to be. Hey, that just means we get to go deeper with these questions, right? I guess so. I guess so. So I, I don't know where to start, really. Um, seems like... You could kind of give us a background on Crashing Atlas. You know, you're, you're kind of playing heyday and then move into maybe what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. So uh, I think leading up, it would be interesting for the people to know just what transpired for that to happen. 
And uh, so um, the funny thing is, me and a couple other buddies, we all played in this other band before. Uh, and uh, it's like four of us is me, the guitar player, and the drummer, and then the singer of this other band. And uh, we were doing pretty good. We got a couple cool shows. Like we did a show once with uh, Daughtry and Magic, and that was pretty fun. Uh, but through this whole process, we realized that we wanted to have like more control in the creative process of writing the songs. And in this one band, it really didn't work the way that we were hoping it to. Uh, so, you know, after a couple months of being a little frustrated, we hatched this idea of, uh, you know, starting our own band where we could control uh, those aspects and put a big focus on the songwriting and production of the music. So, uh, you know, we all left the band at the same time and just started a new band minus the singer. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of the uh, transpiration of Crashing Atlas there. Right on. I guess I didn't even mention that you currently play bass with me now in my band. I do, um, yeah. Either as a mercenary or a permanent member, I have no idea. Right now, I don't think any band's permanency is uh, is really strong right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows when we'll be back out there playing again. Um, but yeah, and then you also um, produced, courted, uh, helped write in some ways, I guess, uh, my band's last album as well. Uh, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know, no problem. I can Sounded say that good. officially on record. Uh, you were uh, you were a breeze to work work with, and I think if anyone wants to work with you, they definitely should. I think that you're pretty open-minded, and you're definitely not going to, I don't know, bring the gavel down on anybody. <laughs> and you're pretty, you're pretty good at just having fun with stuff and trying to find weird sounds and making things flow and yeah you know i I think that is kind of the secret to to making music is trying to you know remember what got you into music in the first place and uh you know being in a band is supposed to be a fun experience and so i I always try to have fun with the artists and people that i work with and uh you know if anything else at least you get some fun stories and maybe a few songs out of it you know yeah man so i think you're definitely on point when it comes to that i would definitely work with you again hopefully have uh, (laughs) Have you told the fans about uh, that one day in the studio where you got to do some blazing solos outside in the sun? Yeah, we still have the video evidence of that skit here on my iMovie. Yeah, I think I know, put it up on YouTube, <laughs> but I might have taken it down. You know, it makes me wonder what uh, what our neighbors were thinking during this time, but, you know, they might have just witnessed history out there. Yeah, I can only hope. I can only hope they saw me out there in all my glory. I've probably since added a few pounds, too, so that was that might have been my heyday for all I know. But, um, so yeah, how you doing over there in that quarantine in the you studio? Know, uh, it, it, you know, at first it was really bad because, uh, you know, I'm not really a person that goes out too much. I guess I kind of stay to myself. But something about being told that you can't makes you want to do it now. And so the first couple of weeks yeah. were a little tough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think... Uh, since we've been in it long enough now maybe it's almost a month now or so uh, we've kind of found other routes uh, around that so uh, i've been doing a lot of remote sessions with artists and uh you know over facetime over skype over facebook uh video or whatever it's called and uh yeah it's been going great and keeps you busy <laughs> keeps you out of trouble yeah well i mean i feel like once you settle into it this is like in a lot of ways this is good for productivity right because you are building that new studio am i oh, wrong yeah absolutely uh yeah, that's a, a good point you bring up. I'm actually uh, just about finished with that first room, so you know all this extra downtime has really uh, helped. 
Yeah. Um, do you want to mention anybody you've been working with or, uh, should we just move right along to the next thing? Oh yeah. I mean, so I've been working with this band I play in, uh, uh, with this guy named John from the slang, uh, guys should check it out. He has some pretty cool stuff, uh, on Spotify and other places. Music are streamed and sold. Uh, but that's been a fun time cause it's really been the first session that we've had to do fully remote without human contact. And uh, so far, I mean, we're on the third song in the last week and a half or so, and it's kind of moving right along. So I guess we kind of all surprised ourselves with this one. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah, I mean, I'd say you might be the the first true bona fide rock star to be on this podcast. Uh, I mean, we're setting the bar kind of low here, so it's not that ingratiating probably. But no, I mean, Crashing Atlas in their own right is at least internet successful right <laughs> yeah I mean, we've uh, we've had some small successes uh and uh some bigger ones as well uh it's been very eye-opening i guess because we've definitely had some experiences that were you know when you look back on it you're like wow like this is great this is what we've been working so hard for you know yeah so i'm definitely gonna feature some crashing atlas here on this podcast once i go into editing because i mean a lot oh, of yeah. your shit kicks ass for sure i I do kind of tend to call it the Felix sound now whenever I hear the certain <laughs> guitar tone and the certain drum fills that come in because in some of your future projects or current projects, I think that there's a, a consistency there. Yeah, I sure. definitely do realize I do have a little bit of a sound, <laughs> a little poppy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but it's it's uh, it's your sound and it, it comes on strong. So I think a lot of people dig it. Um, I mean, I definitely got crashing atlas here on the spotify's on the playlists and whatnot um yeah so let's see here we could talk about the cats some more but i think we've already done that so uh have you been doing anything outside of production in the studio uh to pass the time like tv shows books uh making music videos i mean god knows what you're doing in there (laughs) Yeah, uh, hmm, let me see. Honestly, uh, not as much as you would expect, um, you know, but I will say, though, that uh, recently I've discovered that everyone seems super into this new uh, TV show on Netflix called Tiger King, which I oh, yeah. really don't Rich, I really don't understand. I definitely enjoy the memes. Uh, but, you know, the other day I came home and uh, some people in my house were uh, watching it. And I think it's probably one of the first couple episodes. So, you know, I got the uh, introduction to the the program and i'll be honest i enjoy the memes online better than the actual show <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh they're definitely out there um also i mean i guess i should mention to your brothers that um we can get some call of duty going anytime yeah. they want although I, uh, I don't have the new one so i have to get on that yeah i uh walked past them the other day and they were uh shooting up things so i think they're all geared <laughs> up for it <laughs> sweet yeah, uh, maybe I'll text you after and figure out which one they're on, if I can challenge them. There you go. Right on. Um, so, yeah, what have you been eating in there? Like, oh, man, what have I I know you have eating? some dietary things that you like that are kind of unique to you. So what have you been making? Yeah, so I guess a lot of people might not know this, but uh, I'm a vegetarian, which is, you know, all perspective on how you feel about Shout that. Shout out to vegetarians. <laughs> 
yeah shout out to all the vegetarians out there uh, i do want to say disclaimer we are not vegans so don't group us in that uh, you know, <laughs> we feel the same way about them as you guys do so uh, uh but yeah it hasn't yeah. been too bad uh yesterday i cooked up a little like vegetarian chicken parm kind of thing so that was pretty good and sweet uh, you know i'm no daniel in the kitchen but you know maybe one day oh. yeah no we can't all have our older brother cooking us food all night long unfortunately you know i'll give him a shout out though his uh his food has been pretty pretty scrumptious lately so you mm. know if you're single and you need a nice warm meal and a place to stay uh, <laughs> check them out are, are we now sort of throwing daniel out there for in the, into the dating realm on this podcast is that going to be I, I don't know or a reoccurring thing <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, <laughs> Both both him and I are in the same boat here together, but you know he's he's the the man I want to be, so I can only speak highly of him. That's true. Yeah, I figure as long as we talk positively about him, I mean, can't hurt, right? Yeah. For all for all the the would be maidens out there that uh, need a a big sexy guitar player in their life, he he's pretty good at guitar for for all you tuning in. And he may or may not practice in bed. We we can't. Uh, we can't validate that <laughs> for sure, but there's been rumors. <laughs> um, so, yeah, one of the common questions I've been asking people is like uh, guilty pleasures or vices. But I guess I should say I'd already kind of call you Felix the Viceless. Because other, other than vegetarianism and cats, I don't think you have vices well, in the classical know. sense. You know, there may be some guilty pleasures, though. Uh, I mean, are we talking yeah. music guilty pleasures? Because uh, I probably have definitely, a few definitely. <laughs> well, uh, so one guilty pleasure is I actually really like Carly Rae Jepsen, which you know, oh yeah, gets a Who little doesn't? bit of hate from here and there. <laughs> uh, also, don't mind Nickelback. So you know, we're we're putting Uh-oh. that out there. Putting that this out is there. Now then. a now a pro Nickelback podcast. All of I, a sudden, uh, I think their new record's really well done. So you know. There you go. You know, I'll have to check it out as well. Is there at least like a good new music video of, of the Chad, Chadster, in there? I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't really watch as much music videos, but I will say that their their record is actually pretty pretty good, top to bottom. You know. Yeah, I don't know why they get so much hate. I think it's just cool to hate them, and now maybe it's cool not to hate them, and it just goes in circles. But yeah, I mean, are they um, nostalgic now? (laughs) Yeah, I mean. They still have good songs. I mean, whether whether you like them or not, you, they got they got at least a couple catchy ones. Yeah, everybody knows. Whether you're hearing them in Walmart or or not. <laughs> <laughs> yep, at the old um, bowling alley. <laughs> word. Well, that's a similar question to like asking what what's something people wouldn't know about you. I think, mm. but I could kind of rephrase it and ask it that way. You know, this is a very interesting question because uh, I, I definitely get asked this from time to time and I don't really know the answer to this question because I live a very simple life. <laughs> <laughs> you do? You definitely yeah. do. I'm kind of envious uh, of it in some ways. You know, one thing I think I'd like to get better at, uh, you know, because when I first started, music was my hobby, but now it's kind of transferred into a career path. Um, so I guess when that happens, you don't really have a hobby anymore. And, uh, I think, you know, once I get a little bit of free time in the hopefully near future, I 
I uh, wouldn't mind trying my hand at woodworking or something like that. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, you're already kind of in the uh, construction world, shall we say. Yeah, I guess some of that could transfer over. <laughs> yeah, and this is the part-time rock star podcast, implying that uh, we all have jobs, or a lot of us do, because, you know, our songs aren't good enough to live off of, arguably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, we have to work to stay humbled. <laughs> exactly. So we could talk about work if you want, but uh, it seems probably more fun or more interesting to, to talk about some of your Crashing Atlas stories, because I know you guys had some pretty fun shows and some pretty big shows probably too. Yeah, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that, because I think for me, Crashing Atlas is one of the first bands I was in that, uh, you know, you watch TV and and all this stuff, and you see the glamoured lifestyle of a band. And for all those people that are listening that are thinking about learning an instrument, uh, you know, or trying to be in a band, I'll uh, just point this out is that it's really not not that, not nowadays. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> it's really just a lot of boring work and uh, and poverty, you know, you know? And poverty. Yeah, I mean, I guess that comes with the, the name, but it's not as much about <laughs> crazy experiences or doing random stuff. Uh, but I will say that Crashing Atlas was one of those bands that it was like what you see on TV. We definitely <laughs> had those weird situations or crazy experiences. Uh, and, and I think it kind of just comes down to the personalities in the band. Um, but yeah, we got in some crazy times. Um, you know, a lot of drunken well, nights only leads to uh, random shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, God only knows. Well, you have the floor, so this is your opportunity to air some of those. If you would oh, like. Man. Well, the the biggest thing that we found that kept happening, and it's only funny after the experience happens, <laughs> is getting randomly kicked out of hotels, you know? Yeah. And Because it kind of sucks at the time because you're trying to sleep. It definitely sucks at the time because you have nowhere to go and you know that you're not going to sleep that night. And, you know, you have a show the next day and you're trying to find that energy to make it happen. Um and, you know, when you're sleeping in your car all upside down and stuff, that really isn't conducive. Um, but the thing we found that I think is true is is hotels nowadays really aren't what they used to be. Literally, it felt like they were looking for any excuse just to kick us out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that happened numerous times, uh, sometimes on an, our fault, sometimes really not our fault. Um, <laughs> I remember this uh, one time we were uh we were up in uh Lancaster, Pennsylvania and oh, uh I don't I know, know if, that town. Yeah, yeah, for 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 people who haven't been there, it's literally just like a couple little places in a big field. <laughs> well, you got to you got to mention Field of Screams. My uncle used to work there. Oh, yeah. Well, you know that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot <laughs> of fields. <laughs> um and so this one night there's like a convention in in the small little town that that we were in. Uh, launch festival check it out if you're in a band and curious and making connections it's pretty fun um and so we had i don't know it might have been 2 a.m so i guess it was, it was a later night and we get back to the hotel and uh for us in our band there's like at least six of us five to six of us i think most times um and we come we've kind of learned that hotels really don't like that number it really scares <laughs> them uh they're looking more for like one to two people um you know well you got to book more rooms man you got to spread them out 
yeah, you know, granted we're poor, so, you know, we take what we can get at the time. And, uh, we get back this one night and, um, everyone's, you know, had a little bit to drink and having a good old time. And, you know, someone gets the bright idea that, Hey, we're, we're in the middle of a cornfield. Like there's probably cows. Like let's, let's freaking go cow tipping, you know? <laughs> and it's like, what better time than now? Like no one's going to, no one's around to watch, you know, cows are sleeping. It's 2am or they better be. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, me and this other guy, R2, we're kind of like the more level-headed folks of the band, I suppose. So yeah. uh, someone's got to keep a little bit of order. So, you know, we're like, we're going to stay here in the hotel room and uh, you guys go out and have a good time. So we threw a little tracking device on their phone just in case they got lost because, I mean, heck, it's just cornfields around. Could happen to anybody. You know, corn mazes will mess you up if you're not ready for them. And yeah. uh and so out they go and you know we're watching on the little map on whatsapp or something like that that tracks your location and, and they're way out there you know they're probably like a half mile out in the middle of this field nothing around <laughs> and uh you know i i guess five ten minutes go by and, and nothing happens and, and we see them start to head back and uh you know maybe i don't know a quarter mile or so out we we can actually hear them you know <laughs> so it's a uh, quite a quite a party they're having out there and so uh, they get back to the hotel room and, you know, we're all there we're like, great, you know, unfortunately there were no cows out there that they could tip. So everyone's a little bummed out about that. Uh, so we're like, great, you know, we're going to get some sleep. We got some stuff to play tomorrow. Like, let's make it happen. Uh, and so since it was six of us, we always bring an air mattress and uh, we throw that down. So a couple people get the air mattress and then two people in each bed and works out pretty good. I mean, if you do it right, you have a nice, comfortable sleep. And, uh, so the thing plus or is minus some cow dookie. Yeah. Plus or minus some smell. Uh, so one thing that generally seems to happen is we had a pretty big air mattress and when people got a little drunk, uh, it definitely turned into a WWE wrestling match like every <laughs> night. <laughs> and, uh, this night was, uh, no different. And, uh, they're pumping it up. Someone's macho man, R Randy savaging it. Jumping yeah. off off the bed rail right on top. I mean, these are these are pretty good blows. If music didn't work out, there might be a future career in wrestling. Uh, and so uh, I guess, you know, we thought we were the only ones at the hotel, but apparently we weren't. And uh, a couple minutes later, we hear some knocking on the door, uh, you know, which we're accustomed to at this point. But it was uh, very different this time because this person was like, I'm calling the police. And, you know, at first we thought, Oh man, like we must have got the hotel room next to some like crazy drug dealer or some crazy thing because like it definitely sounds like it's coming from the door next to us. So we're like, oh man, like I hope they catch these people. And uh, we realized pretty quickly after that that it was actually our door that was being knocked on and uh, everyone sobered up pretty quickly. Uh, and you know, we know the drill. If they see how many people are in the room, we're definitely getting kicked out. So uh, Doug, the, the guitar player, you know, he kind of diffuses these situations, like opens the door just enough for him to sneak out and uh, confronts the guy, you know, nice Indian gentleman. Uh, and uh, he's like, look, sir, like uh, what seems to be the problem? And this guy's like freaking out. He's like, oh, man, it's too much noise. Like mm. I've called the police like you guys are out of here. And we're like, um, he's like, uh, you know, we didn't get really get a warning. Like we're going to be pretty quiet now. Uh, you know, just let us stay. And the guy is just not having it. He's just real upset. And so uh, he uh, 
he uh, finally pushes uh, Doug out of the way and just unlocks the door and goes in to see this charade of WWE wrestling and anything else that we might be doing in the room. And uh, he's just, I, I don't think he's ever been this shocked in his life. I mean, it took him a minute. He started like saying words in Hindi that I've never heard before in my life. Just all kinds of stuff that when we looked it up later was definitely not positive. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he uh, kicks everyone out of the room and uh, called the police. And so we had to hurry it up out of there. Um, but our singer at the time, uh, really nice girl, you know, she's she was from the South and she was like, you know, uh, let, let me just talk to him. You know, I, I think a nice, nice approach, you know, maybe he'll change his mind. And um, so she's like, look, sir, like, you know, we really didn't mean anything by it. Uh, you know, can you just like let us stay here? We'll be we'll be quiet, I promise. And this dude's just pissed, man. He's just like, you know what? He's like, I don't talk to women. We don't talk to women in my culture. So like send a man to have this conversation. But but right now, like, get off my property. And we're like, wow, you know. So, uh. Yeah, we all got kicked out of there and ended up sleeping in a Walmart parking lot. So Yeah, I mean, that sounds like maybe not the typical Pennsylvania experience, but uh, you know, makes sense, it could be. <laughs> given the territory that it could happen. It could go down out there. Uh, yeah, and, and this has definitely happened in uh, other numerous situations, uh, always by nice Indian gentlemen. So if you see one, <laughs> just be prepared. I feel like the the TLDR of that story is like uh, don't sleep in the cow field, kind of. Yeah, maybe maybe a little less wrestling on and, weeknights. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe that. Maybe just go straight for the Walmart and just kind of avoid that the whole element. Yeah. So that was a tough night, but you know, it sucked then, but it's a great story now. So now you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, the the crashing atlas behind the scenes stories. I need to uh, also get Nick on here or some of your other fellow bandmates. Yeah, Nick and Doug, or all three of us. That'd be pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Talking about some of our crazy yeah. experiences. <laughs> I know, uh, as we kind of mentioned, your status in the band is a little bit uh, in a gray area, but uh, sounds like you guys are at least still on pretty good terms. Yeah, we're and, all friends. Uh, we all try to hang out from time to time, and you know, uh, I generally help them out with some of the new music. And uh, they, uh, Nick has a cover band called Run for Cover. So if you ever look, it looks for a cool yeah, it looks show. like they're doing well. So I might hit him up to, for an episode. Uh, yeah, you could definitely let him like know. A, like a '90s cover band rock. It's pretty cool. And then what's what's the cover that you guys did uh, that has like a ton of views at the Laurel Airport? Oh, yeah. So uh, I guess a couple years ago, and I just saw something on Facebook uh, about the uh, the song. Uh, we did a cover of the Halsey song, East Side, uh, shot at a local airport. Um, yep. Shout out Laurel Airport. And, uh, yeah, I just saw someone post something about saying it got half a million views now. So, yeah, yeah that's pretty crazy. exciting. I mean, hopefully you're getting some kickback from that. I think that counts for some form of monetization. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of monetization, we should probably give the LJR a shout out. I uh, have to imagine he'll listen to this episode. Good. Hey, hey, Luke, how how are you doing? So yeah, we should just try to creep him out a little bit and start whispering things in his ear. Hopefully, yeah. he's listening to this in earphones. That would make it even creepier. It would, yeah. But uh, I'm sure he's doing something right now. You know, filming himself in the studio or God knows what. You know? Yeah, he's uh, currently working on his new uh, record. 
So. Oh, right. I was going to ask you how that's coming along, although that might derail this podcast because... Well, that's a I production no... question, yeah. yeah. That's fair, yeah. So maybe for the for the uh, listeners, you are helping uh, our friend Luke Justin Roberts, who we refer to as the LJR, yep. infamously, uh, on his new record or album. Um, he has been working on it for quite some time, so I uh, have to sort of excuse my skepticism here, but I am excited any time there's updates or news of this elusive album coming out it's true there's been a lot of uh ups and downs with this record you know but you know like they say you can't rush quality you guess know. not <laughs> and uh he definitely has the fans that are just willing to hear this record so he's putting his heart and soul into these songs and uh uh yeah it's coming along pretty good he's uh he has almost one song done uh this whole quarantine thing has kind of slowed down some of that um, cause we were trying to attract vocals, but now we can't. Um, uh, but yeah, he's doing some guitar parts on the other, other songs. Uh, we've got some cool Nashville session musicians that were able to play on some of them and it's oh, right exciting. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think when it all gets done and when the quarantines are over and all that, we should do an episode, um, just to kind of help him promote and release the album. I mean, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I know that'd I got some questions neat. for him <laughs> for sure. I think uh, instead of interviewing him, you should interview his inner circle. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there'd be a lot of voices, I think. Yeah, put a put, put a poll out. Ask them uh, what questions they want to know about him. That's uh, actually not a bad idea. I'm sure he'd be yeah. down for that. Um. So yeah, I mean, kind of going back to you. Um, we can find your music obviously on Spotify. Or at least the stuff you did with Crashing Atlas. Is there yeah, any other? Yeah, we have a few cool songs. Um, one of the latest ones we just did was called The Light. That's pretty neat. Um, there's a song we did that before called Monster. Those are both pretty cool. We, uh, Yeah, we got lucky with those. We had a lot of cool people that played on them. Um, we had uh, Miles, who's the who's a, was a touring drummer for Paramore, play on some of those. So that was pretty exciting yeah. having him uh, come right on board on. and help us out. So Yeah. yeah. Check so definitely, out. definitely check that out if you're interested in maybe uh, working with Felix. Um, if there's anything else you want to mention too that you've worked on that maybe isn't necessarily your band, um, and people want to get sort of a sample, um, I would say my band. But honestly, the type of like songs that I write and whatever probably aren't a great example of the style that you traditionally do. But uh, maybe you can shed some light on that or fill me in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I try to stay in the niche of what I know, which is a lot of pop and rock. Uh, yeah. Maybe even a little country here and there. Um, that's kind of a, I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure. Depends who you are. I mean, I personally enjoy country music. but. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm always down for the country. It only takes one country tailgate to get you hooked. There you go. If you ever go to a country show it'll answer all your questions pretty much pretty much can only uh only hope that those days will come back here this summer yeah uh you know that was a, a major disappointment i had a friend text me the other day and he's like man dude this sucks like you know how many country shows we're missing out and i was like yeah you know it's not in <laughs> full force yet i mean you might be getting your early Luke Bryan shows in right now, but yeah. uh, <laughs> down in spring break. But I wouldn't say the country shows have hit 
full peak traditionally as of yet. We're only in April. I mean, no, got, I just I guess what we're seeing is that, you know, it's probably going to be another month or so before we get out of this thing. Yeah, yeah. might be. So it shouldn't affect the country circuit too much, I would think, you know. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, that kind of covers like, I don't know, some of my standard rock star questions. Yeah, that, what, have, uh, uh, what have you been uh, doing to keep yourself uh, occupied during this quarantine? Well, you know, um, for some of it, uh, I was I was working. And uh, yeah, just kind of, you know, playing a little Xbox for sure. Good, yeah. Uh, maybe too much Xbox, if you ask my fiance. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're thinking about getting a Nintendo Switch. Oh, so. If anyone out there wants to play me uh, on Call of Duty or FIFA, those are those are my games. There you go. I also need you to know. buy a new Xbox because I'm still on the 360 or the Xbox One, whatever it's called. You know, I never uh, took you for a FIFA guy. Yeah, because uh, especially because I play hockey. But um, for for whatever reason, maybe all my brothers and everyone I know is just way better at NHL than me. Uh, that game oh. always pissed me off. <laughs> so I started playing I started playing FIFA with my soccer friend and oh, nice. uh that game just was way more fun to me. And a fun story about that is I think he beat me for a month straight. Wow. Uh, over one summer when we both had no jobs and we were kids and nothing else to do. And um I was just like, you know what? One day I'm going to beat you. One day. And it got to the point where he wouldn't even play me anymore because he couldn't win. Wow. So that's my that's just my triumph story of overcoming someone way better than me. <laughs> the uh but the Padawan becomes the master, huh? Yes, 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 for sure. Um so yeah. You know, that that reminds me of a, a funny story. So uh the other day at work, uh things are a little slower now. And so my brother plays this online chess game. And so, you know, we all grew up playing a little bit of chess, you know, can't say that we we're prodigies or anything but enough to entertain yeah. ourselves for a game or two chess is awesome and so uh, i put this thing on level one and you know i thought i was at least level three or four material uh but yeah. dude this game is like i don't know what's wrong but i can not win a level one game of chess i mean <laughs> i want to think to myself that it's like level one pro but like i don't know it's still level one so i can't really say <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I've definitely lost, like, 80-some games to this stupid computer on this online chess game. I wonder if there's a way we can play each other, because I would, I would play you uh, in this quarantine. <laughs> uh, I still got some moves up my sleeve on, on the chessboard. Oh. I don't know if I'm ready. I can't even beat level one. <laughs> well, computers are smart, man. You got to play, <laughs> play someone like me who's burned a few brain cells and uh, you know, <laughs> keep it fair. Yeah, you might give me the confidence I need. Yeah, yeah. It only takes one or two good moves and you're on the run. I mean, <laughs> you're going to get trounced. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm also a pretty big book reader. So, uh, I'm rereading one of my favorite books called The God Problem by Howard Bloom, um, which is not me uh, stroking my ego or anything. It's just a book that I wish I could remember because there's uh, it's like a history of math hmm. uh, as told by someone way smarter than me but uh he ties all these interesting correlations together in nature 
and human history. And I just wish that like my brain worked a little bit more like a shelf and I could just like install a few of those tidbits. Hmm. And uh, I really can't. Uh, I mean, you know, this probably doesn't <laughs> help. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm usually reading books as well or watching TV. You know, if it makes you feel any better, I can barely remember people's names. So, <laughs> yeah, that's not a good, good, uh, strong point of mine either. And then uh, I guess to, uh, I was thinking maybe I should like try to learn new guitar licks. So yeah, that could be cool. I started uh, putting together a couple of videos of like just random guitar licks that I don't know that I play all the time but might be interesting to someone else. And then with the idea that like maybe they'll throw a guitar lick at me that's interesting to them that yeah, I can I try I to learn something online called the, uh, the lick challenge. Oh um, yeah. Maybe I'll I need to get in on that. Way. Yeah. yeah I'll send it your way. Cause guitar world always did a thing where it was like a, a section where it was called bet you can't play this. You know, it was always like this phenomenally hard run. Um, I definitely couldn't play that then, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, some of them were at least approachable. And so I would try to take pieces of that and, and try to play them. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it's good seeing you. Obviously, we can't hang out like we we can normally at either at your place or the old LJR ranch. Um, yeah, I hear that place is on lockdown right now, so as it should be, you know, <laughs> keeping all the good music in or whatever they say. Yeah, we won't get into that situation, but <laughs> it's a situation. Um, uh, Luke, if you're still listening, we love you. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes we would never never truly say anything too harmful but uh well you know luke is the reason that uh you and i met right so i mean yeah. we got to give him a shout out for that alone give him, give him a shout out there he's getting a lot of shout outs this podcast i know well it was bound to happen yeah so <laughs> <laughs> there's no getting around that one you know the funny uh, story that a lot of people might not know is is just how i met luke you know, Luke was in an earlier episode for. I yeah, guess, you, sh- I guess you should get into that because uh, I, I guess you're going to say something to do with the church, right? Yeah. So Luke used to go to this church called Grace uh, Community Church. It's like a non-denominational church, actually pretty close to my house. Uh, and I used to go to this other church that's called New Hope Adventist Church. And uh, Luke and I had no mutual friends, really, um, until one day. We were playing for this Christian radio station. They were doing some show, and uh, I show up and I and I meet Luke and uh, was not expecting him to to meet him. Uh, you know, I had heard a few things about him a little bit before because I guess eventually some of our friends started uh, becoming friends with the other people, and I actually knew his brother Michael first. Uh, and then I finally met Luke and. Uh, I was very surprised to meet him at church since he, you know, I'm sure maybe on his episode hmm. when I talked about his uh, spiritual His upbringing. falling from grace. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whether he likes to admit it or not, uh, definitely his religion has brought us together, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in church in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, we're all, we're all taking bets on that one. <laughs> For sure. Well, yeah, I mean, um, we got some solid material here to work with. Um, I'm clocking this one in about about 38, 40 minutes. Yeah, that's a good time. 
So usually I try to run them for about, you know, 45 to an hour or a little less. So yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, no problem. It does help this new endeavor out, this podcasting thing that I'm doing. Um, and hopefully it helps you out too, maybe gets you some extra notoriety or studio work. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I could say anything to the people listening uh, from a producer, uh, recording engineer perspective, uh, uh, all the artists that uh, Brett has on this podcast, I mean, they're great. Uh, you know, support local music, go check out their stuff, go to their shows. Uh, it really helps them and helps them have uh, inspiration to create new content. And, you know, hopefully one day you'll see them on the charts. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. That's definitely the goal. All right, sweet. Well, I think that wraps up this one. Uh, we'll get you back on though. This you can definitely be a reoccurring guest. Obviously, oh, if boy. I didn't have <laughs> if, if I didn't have my own bandmates on once in a while just to kind of check in and you know, I don't know, give me some shit once in a while, then I I would be missing an opportunity. Yeah, you know, we'll have to wrangle up the old uh, CA gang and share some some more of these crazy stories in person with all three of us because uh, I think it'd be pretty funny and yeah. <laughs> recounting some a blast from the past at least for us yeah and i mean maybe post quarantine we could actually get in the same room and we can all get a mic and stuff and have to do it over the phone and yeah that'd be a lot of fun (laughs) yeah sweet all right well i think that's gonna wrap up this episode so thanks everybody for tuning in and thanks to felix for you know doing what he does being awesome So I want to thank my good friend and bandmate Felix for coming on the podcast and supporting it. And hopefully I can do the same for him and his work in his studio and for the band Crashing Atlas. Um, The song that you're hearing in the background is a new one called The Light, which was produced and all that by by Felix. I think it it, uh, captures his sound pretty well sonically, what he does. So hope you dig it, and uh, you can follow Crashing Atlas on Spotify and Facebook and all the normal places. Uh, like I said, I'll try to get Felix on probably periodically. Uh, he does play bass in my band, so I do run across him. He also is the man behind the theme song of this podcast. In any case, hopefully everyone's doing all right out there in the quarantine, staying safe. You do have to work. And uh, again, you can always message me about the podcast, whether you want to do an episode yourself or just have some comments. It's all good. Um, yeah. Take it easy.